Well, good morning. Welcome to Holy Baptist Church's Sunday morning live stream. It's lovely to have you with us. Uh, in case you don't know who I am, I'm Martin. I'm one of the pastors at Holy Baptist Church. I'm here with my family in our living room uh, bringing the service uh, to you. Uh, hopefully a few of you are signing on now. Give us a wave, uh, write us a comment. Uh, if you're a first timer, do let us know. It's lovely to have you uh, with us. But while we give other people an opportunity to uh, join in with a live stream, I'm going to ask you a few questions. And you can answer these questions with the thumbs up, the heart or the laughing face, which is found at the bottom in the comments section. So I'm going to ask you uh, one, two, three, four questions. Uh, the answer is A, B, C, A, thumbs up, B, heart or C, laughing face. It's not a, there's no prize or anything. It's just getting us... Uh, interacting and what I'm asking the question is what do you prefer out of these three options okay so this is the first one are you ready so which one do you prefer a fish and chips b pizza or c a kebab I'm not sure you've had a kebab oh okay I'm not sure you had a kebab pizza okay so a fish and chips b pizza c kebab uh, right uh, here you go what do you prefer a, Amazon Prime, B, Netflix, or C, normal TV? So A, Amazon Prime, B, Netflix. B, normal Netflix. Netflix, you haven't yeah. seen Netflix? Oh no, you did have Netflix for a bit. Normal TV. TV, we actually prefer Disney Plus, but that's not one of the options. So A, Amazon Prime, B, Netflix, or C, normal TV. Okay, here's a good one. Which do you prefer? A, dogs, B, cats, or C, a hamster? So A, a dog, B, dog, cats, dog, dog. or C, dog. hamster, dogs. Okay, cats, excellent. Cats, That's controversial. A, cats. Oh, cats. Yeah. Controversial one here. Okay, here's the last one. Uh, what do you prefer? A, trains, B, planes, or C, automobiles? So A, trains, B, planes, or C, automobiles? I think Joel's trains. Uh, Joel likes trains. <laughs> trains. A lot. trains. Trains. Okay, what do you prefer? Trains. 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 Well, there you go. Hopefully that's given you uh, enough time to uh, allow people to get on board. Um, just to let you know what's coming up, we're going to be doing some worship together. Um, we're going to be hearing a story and a craft from Daz. We're going to have Lee, who's going to be um, sharing the talk with us this morning on healing. Uh, we've got Robin, Helen and Noah doing prayers for us. And then we've got Ian and Megan doing a final song. So lots uh, happening should take about 40 minutes we'll see how we get on with that um, but before we we sing together um, earlier this week Daz put a post on uh, about the craft materials that you would need for this morning's craft and actually what attracted much more attention was Daz's new haircuts uh, his locked down hair which Katie did for him and uh, I don't know if you've attempted to do any hair this past week or so in the lockdown. Yeah, you've got some colour in their hair here. Uh, but if you've got any photos of your triumphs or your disasters, do send it in to join.in at hornybaptist.org.uk and we'd love to uh, see what you've got and post it on Facebook. So your hair, lockdown hair, triumphs or disasters, send in to join.in uh, at hornybaptist.org.uk. Cool. We're going to pray and then we're going to sing a couple of songs together. So 
I've grabbed my guitar. Are you ready to do some singing? Yeah? yeah? We ready? Yeah. ready? So, so let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all your love for us. And we thank you that you cherish us. And you just love worshipping with us. So we thank you and we welcome you here by your Holy Spirit. Amen. Right. We're going to sing My Lighthouse, which is the kids' choice this morning. My wrestling and in my doubt, in my prayers, won't walk out. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my heart. You are the peace in my heart.
continue to sing another song and talk about the lights one of my personal favorites shine jesus shine
was once five friends who lived in Capernaum. One called Alice, one called Bob, one called Carl, one called Dean, and then poor old poorly Pete, who was paralyzed. Alice always answered anything in words beginning with A, and Bob babbled bountifully in words beginning with B. Carl always chatted in C's, and Dean, well Dean, he didn't really say very much. And poor, poorly Pete preferred words with P in. This is their story. One day in Capernaum, our friends saw a huge crowd. People running and rushing, shouting Jesus really loud. Such awful anarchy, said Alice, covering her ears. Blooming balmy, said Bob over the cheers. We're calling that with that commotion, said Carl, scratching his chin. And Dean shrugged his shoulders, and no one was looking. Poorly Pete wasn't listening, he was thinking about himself about his paralysed body, there was nothing he ever felt. But slowly, voices in the crowd drifted into his mind. It's Jesus the healer. He heals all, even the blind. Poor old me, I'm perfectly poorly, said Pete, peering down at his pointy toes. Perhaps my pleasant friends, he began to ask the others. Dean was picking his nose. You might pick me up and put me before, this powerful healer and he'll make me paralyse no more. All right, said Alice. Consider me aboard. But of course, said Bob, my desire to help is broad. Of course I help. <laughs> said Carl. Count on me, you're And Dean just nodded, went to grab the stretcher. <laughs> they found the place where Jesus was, but the crowd was too big. People were in the house, at the window, one man was even stood on a pig. Alice stopped in shock. She said as she froze. Apparently we're at the back of the line, amigos. Oh, bomb, said Bob. He felt like such a goof. Kick your girl, said Carl. But Dean was pointing to the roof. Up onto the roof went our friends, all five, and Bob muttered. I've a brilliant plan we might try. Bob's plan was that they dig a hole in the ceiling and they lowered down Pete for Jesus to restore his feeling. Amazing! And Friday! shouted Alice and Carl, and Dean started digging like a mad dog, he snarled. <coughs> deeper and deeper they dug, down and down, and as light came through the ceiling, Jesus stopped teaching, looked up from the crowd. He saw four smiling faces, and it all went black, and down came Pete, lying flat on his back. And Jesus was smiling as he saw Pete's four faithful friends huffing and puffing as they helped Pete to descend. When Pete touched the ground, he came down on his bum. And Jesus said to him, I forgive you, my son. The crowd was shocked. They said, only God can forgive. But Jesus said, I can heal him so he'll walk as he lives. So to prove to the crowd he's more powerful than they thought, Jesus said to Paulie Pete, get up off your mat and walk. Slowly, Pete stood up. He felt the floor as he trod, and he looked up at Jesus and said, Whoa, you really are the Son of God. Awesome, said Alice, and Brill, said Bob, and the two of them began to sob. Carl was shocked, he just whispered. <coughs> and Jesus saw Dean smile and raised both of his thumbs. 
So that's the story of our five faithful friends and how Jesus loves everyone. And on that point, we'll end. Well, thank you very much, Daz. You can tell Daz has got a better camera and some better video editing software. So he's doing a really great job uh, there. So kids, if you want to grab those bits and pieces of cereal box and toilet roll or whatever else you need, you can go off and amuse yourselves. And we're going to uh, ask Lee to come and preach to us. He's going to be sharing the final part of our three-part sermon series, Nothing's Going to Stop Us looking at that story that Daz just reminded us of, of the paralysed man. So sit back, relax and enjoy and over to Lee. Good morning everyone. This is now take four of our video. It's harder to film a sermon like this than it is to actually deliver it live, we are discovering. Behind the camera today, we've got Helen who's um, holding, trying to hold it steady for me. Um, so if you see it move around a little bit and refocus, it's just because Helen's doing a bit of executive direction. Anyway, seems very strange still not meeting all together in church, but hopefully we're finding meeting online together and all the different ways that churches are now streaming into people's houses of blessing and of benefit. We're going to be finishing off our little sermon series today, Nothing's Going to Stop Us Now. Now I wonder uh, what the title of this sermon series has conjured up in your head. Interesting, isn't it? How words, however they're meant, can conjure up different images. I've had two images going around in my mind, absolutely nothing spiritual whatsoever. But the first one is the uh, classic B-movie scientist who, um, having detailed his plan to rule the world to the superhero that he's temporarily overcome, throws his head back and manically laughs, declaring in a very bad foreign accent, nothing in the world can stop me now. Well, something always does, doesn't it? Because they never succeed. And the other um, thing I've had going around in my mind is the song by Queen, Don't Stop Me Now. I'm sure neither of these things have got anything to do with our sermon series, but um, I wonder what's been going around in your head as you've thought about that title. Anyway, let's have a little look at the passage that we've got before us. We've been reading from Luke's Gospel, chapter 5, verses 17 to 26. I've got the end of it today, verses uh, 24 to 26, but I'm just going to read from verse 23 to pick up on context. So let's read the passage together. Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the man who was paralysed, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And immediately he rose up, and before them he picked up what he had been lying on, and went home glorifying God. And amazement seized them all. And they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, we have seen extraordinary things today. In the first week of our series, Rob reminded us about the friends who had brought the man to Jesus and how he actually said at the moment he currently identifies with the man who was on the mat a little more, being socially isolated because of the condition that he was in and how we at the moment are restricted in so many ways of what we can and cannot do. How this man needed others to bring him to Jesus and yet the barriers that they encountered weren't going to stop them and they weren't going to stop him. 
And last week in the passage that Martin took, he reminded us about the basis on which Christ could say, your sins are forgiven. This was the voice of God on earth, not a representative of God, but actually God himself speaking. And as I've been reading through uh, the end of the passage this week, I just want to pick up on two things that have come to my mind. First of all, the Son of Man has authority. And secondly, in direct contradiction to the title of this sermon series, I've got everything was going to stop him. So first of all, the Son of Man has authority. I believe this is the first time in Luke's Gospel that Jesus has used the phrase Son of Man to describe himself. And indeed, it's found about 23 times in Luke's Gospel and about 82 times in the Gospel records as a whole. Now, like me, you've probably heard people quote this many times to argue that Jesus was just a man because he described himself as the Son of Man. If he is the Son of Man, then Joseph must be his father and there is nothing different about him. If he is the Son of Man, then he is just a man because a man is his father. Now, not many people who argue this, though, realise that the title Son of Man is actually a prophetic title used by the prophet Daniel for the Messiah. Read through Daniel chapter 7, particularly verses 13 and 14, for a fuller description of who the Son of Man is. Now, the Pharisees to whom Jesus um, was speaking to and would be around listening to these things, they would have been familiar with that title, the Son of Man. And therefore, what Jesus must be implying by using that description about himself, that indeed he was the Messiah and he was the one that they were looking for. The prophecy in Daniel says of the Son of Man that he was given dominion and glory and that it was an everlasting dominion. Now, this word authority, he has authority to forgive sins. The word used in the AV Bible is power. And the Greek word behind that implies permission or right or power to do anything or executive power. What it's sort of meaning is when the divine speaks, it happens. In creation, God said, let the earth bring forth. And it did. Jesus spoke words to the demonic powers and they obeyed. And we read in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 that he upholds the universe by the word of his power. The divine speaks and the universe is held in place. Some of you watching may have experienced God say something directly to you and because God has directly said it, if it is from him, it will happen. I've seen that happen myself in my own life. So when Jesus says to this man, your sins are forgiven, this is exactly what happened. The man's sins were forgiven. And Jesus asked the question to the Pharisees standing around, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or get up and walk. Now, of course, it's easier to say your sins are forgiven. You can't prove it one way or the other from an earthly point of view. But to prove that when I speak it happens, because I have authority and power, get up and walk. And Jesus is basically saying that you will be able to prove. And the man gets up and walks 
because Jesus commanded it and proves that his words have power to achieve that which from a human point of view is impossible to achieve. When Jesus speaks, nothing is going to stop it from happening because of that executive power. So the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Get up, take your bed and walk. Because of that power, because of that authority, the man was able to do that. But what did I mean when I said that everything was going to stop him? Well, in the first week of our study, Rob described the man's disability. In that day, that man's disability would have been a huge preventer in his life. It would have stopped him from engaging in society. He couldn't work. He would be totally dependent on the kindness and generosity of others. And so much was barred to him, including worship within the temple. And last week, Martin brought his sin before us. It wasn't his lack of mobility that was the greatest problem, but his sin and separation from God and his greatest need was actually forgiveness. The man was isolated from society and he was isolated from God. And this was going to stop him from everything, physical and spiritual. Yet in just two sentences, Jesus deals with both of these problems. Your sins are forgiven, get up and walk. When God deals with those issues, then they are dealt with. And indeed, nothing is going to stop him. We face the same today. We may think we have other needs, but our greatest is the forgiveness of our sin and the restoration of our relationship with God. He then deals with the other things in our lives, the other things that may hold us back. We may experience a physical miraculous healing as this man did. We may experience a divine release from things that hold us. We may find a totally different way of life suddenly opens up before us. Or we may find that our restored relationship with God gives us the strength to live with the trials we face and that they no longer beat us because ultimately God has beaten them and nothing is going to stop him. It's interesting. Paul prayed three times for his preventer to be taken away from him. Yet God told him, my grace is sufficient. My power is made perfect in weakness. Whatever Paul's experience was, nothing was going to stop him from achieving and doing what God intended for him to accomplish in his life. And whatever we face today, hardship, disability, social distancing and the feeling of isolation. If we live in faith and move in the power of the spirit, nothing will stop us from achieving the purposes that God has for our lives. For he is bigger than all those things. God's work in our lives isn't just for future salvation, but for the working out of his kingdom in our lives here and now in order to influence the world around us. It's interesting, 
we saw a picture on Facebook recently, a little cartoon of the devil and a little cartoon of Jesus. And the devil said, I've just closed all your churches. And Jesus said, on the contrary, I've just opened one in every home. Nothing is going to stop him. Jesus said to Peter, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Nothing is going to stop the work of Jesus, of the church of Jesus Christ on this earth, because Jesus said the gates of hell itself will not prevail against it. So as we see this happening currently in the world around us, in the situation that we're in, in the position that we're in, as we see amazing things happen, as we surrender and yield ourselves and our lives to God, then it might be just as the people said at the end of this little passage, as they witnessed what Jesus did, we might also say we have seen extraordinary things today. God bless. Thank you very much, Lee. Really appreciated uh, that. And I hope you did as well. We're going to be drawing our uh, Sunday morning worship to a close in a moment. But before we do that, I'm going to ask uh, Robin and Helen and little baby Noah to lead us in some prayers. Dear Jesus. At the moment, everything is big and scary. We don't really know what's going on, but we thank you that you love us and are always watching over us, keeping us safe. We pray for those who are unwell, physically and mentally, those whose livelihoods are at risk and those struggling to get hold of essentials. Thank you that you're the way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper and light in the darkness. We pray we would all know this at this challenging time and you would make yourself known that you have the power to make things right. We pray for those who have to go out and about, our key workers, whether they be medical staff, shop workers, labourers and the like. We pray thank you for them and we pray for your protection over them. We pray for our governments and our leaders at this time. Give them wisdom in what to do as they meet to make difficult decisions. Thank you that you are still all-powerful God and that we can come to you. Amen. So we've now come to pretty much the end of our service. It's been lovely having you with us. Thank you so much for being church with us. Do remember to keep checking into the Hawley Baptist Church Facebook page where there is lots happening, lots going on. Uh, and uh, yeah, just keep in touch with us. Do email your photos to join.in at hawleybaptist.org.uk. We'd love to see what you've been up to and yeah just uh just pray that god will, god will bless you whatever it is you're doing wherever you're doing it because god is there and i just pray particularly that you will let your light shine so we're gonna hand over to ian and megan who are going to close with our final song together Ten Thousand reasons bye <laughs>